Welcome to another Stock Market Today episode. It looks like we just lost Allie, but she's coming back. There she is. It is Monday, February 26, 2024. I'm going to turn it back over to Allie. All right. Good to see you, Justin, and good to be here, everyone. All right. Well, the market rally, we're due for a pause. Are we going to get one, I think, is the question. So we're going to be talking about the market action today. And Justin, what are the stocks we're going to be highlighting? Well, we're going to look at some good, some not so good. Uh, we're going to take a look at Coinbase because Bitcoin was certainly having a great day today. And we also got one of the home builders showing a nice little move with DreamFinders Homes. Uh, that's DFH. And uh, we'll end with the Magnificent Seven that aren't looking so magnificent with Alphabet and Apple. Okay. Well, we'll... Uh take a look at those stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes today. So down on the day, but no bad losses here, Justin. We actually had small caps up. The Russell 2000 up six tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ down one tenth of a percent. The S&P 500 off by about four tenths of a percent. That was the worst decline today. And the Dow down by two tenths of a percent. So your thoughts starting with the NASDAQ. Well, of course, you know, there's a few things that we have to just keep in mind here on the economic front. Uh, we saw how some of these pullbacks that we've had, granted, they've only been like a day or two, um, but they have been a lot of uh, centered around what's happening with the interest rates, right? So there was the Fed, there was the CPI, there was the PPI, and now this week we have PCE. That's the personal consumption expenditures that's going to be coming out on Thursday. So I think this is something that we have to watch. Um, you know, earnings, look, we've had a just such a strange earnings season and with a lot of the earnings kind of going down and ramp, you know ramping uh ramping down now we've got a lot of things that um you know are kind of gonna we're gonna be losing the catalyst so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens is this the time where we're gonna be going a little bit more sideways a little bit more choppy that's kind of what we expect um and look at the NASDAQ, we're kind of bumping our heads up at this 16,000 level. This is very close to where we were back in 2021 when we peaked. So that's something that we have to be just very cognizant of, uh, an area of resistance that's seeming a little sticky. S&P 500, it's 5,000 for that level uh, that we're looking at there. And, um, you know, it got hit a little bit harder today, but... Um, you know, it, it's still holding above that 5,000 level. And then we also have, as you mentioned, the Russell 2000 getting back above that 2,000 level. And especially if you look at the weekly chart on the Russell 2000, the small cap index, uh, that 2,000 level is an area of resistance that goes back quite a ways. It's hit its head on it a number of times. So the big question is, okay, we're back above 2,000, but can we stay there? Yeah. That is a very good question, Justin. And now that we're above it, we also have those two other short-term peaks. But it does seem like if we could get the Russell out of this range, that would be great for participation. The NASDAQ on the verge of all-time highs. Do you think maybe more money could come off from the sidelines if we get some things in gear here? Or is the overall tone out there we're getting extended. Now's not the right time to be making new buys. Yeah, I, I think that there is an argument to be made. Again, you're you're coming in pretty soon to April, which is tax season. So there might be some money that kind of, hey, we gotta we gotta put it aside for taxes. Um, and and that that does lead to some seasonal weakness uh, in the months ahead. But 
that money, you know, it's going to have to find a home somewhere. Now, with low interest rates um, where you weren't getting much return on it, that was one thing. You know, I was like, well, where else am I going to put my money? Am I going to get like 0.01% from my savings account? But with 5% from CDs and, you know, some other uh, avenues that you can actually get some return, that's been a little bit more attractive. But I think that a lot of that money from the sidelines could potentially re-enter the market if there is a little bit of a pause here for those people that maybe were a little bit slower to get in. So, and and let's not forget, there is a lot of money on the sidelines still. So um, I think that that could be a, a boon for the market. But look, we've been running for a while. It's very due for a pullback. So far, as I mentioned, we've only been getting like one or two day pullbacks. That's really not enough to reset things. So maybe a little bit more of a serious, even if we come down to the 50 day moving average line um, for some of these indexes, I think that would be a good thing. And it would allow for more of these stocks to base, flatten out and potentially give us new opportunities. And I'm back already. Okay, just keep going, Justin. Okay. I don't know. It's the the gremlins are following me. First it was Chrome, <laughs> then I moved to Microsoft Edge. Now I'm on Microsoft Edge. It was fine and, until it's not. But uh, it's going to be that kind of improv thing where you're just going to you're. Just okay, gonna I, going I'm going to see if you're there, and if me. not, then uh, yeah, start yeah. start talking to myself. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> now let's talk about some stocks, shall we? Crypto definitely in focus today, Justin. So. And it wasn't just one stock. It was really all of the crypto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Take your pick because there was plenty. And remember, we don't just have stocks to choose from now. We have a whole host of ETFs that we can choose from. So if um, if, if we can take a look at iBit, for instance, um, and, and I'm not sure if, if I need to do the charts. Uh, I've now. got it. Just give me okay. one minute. No problem. So, you know, iBit, I mean, it's a good representation of what was going on with Bitcoin. Uh, we got above 53,000 for the first time uh, for Bitcoin price, uh, not the ETF, of course, but since uh, November of 2021. So uh, that's, that's again, getting back into those new high territories, getting into uh, areas that we haven't seen since November of 2021. That's a nice thing. And Coinbase, uh, to just bring up a, a single stock that is benefiting here, uh, Coinbase had a nice move today, along with a lot of other Bitcoin-related stocks. This was up 16, 17% um, by the end of the day. And you know, what we had here before was we had this potential breakout that just didn't quite work, right? So it got above that 187.39 area. Um, it, it had to do a little bit more work. And I actually didn't mind that at all because it really comes straight up from that 114 all the way up to 187. That's a pretty big move in just a matter of days. Um, so the fact that it kind of did that last pullback, I think was a good area. Um, you know, today was a, a potential entry, you know, to get back into it. Um, ideally that would have been done earlier rather than later because of the move that we had. Um, but, uh, we have a stock of the day on this. Harrison Miller wrote a great piece on it. Uh, a lot of people were asking, uh, with Coinbase, you know, I mean, if the ETFs are out there, are people still going to use Coinbase? Well, guess what? A lot of the ETFs, are using Coinbase as their custodian. So there are some interesting things going on with this play. It's always going to be going with, you know, with Bitcoin, but it's certainly uh, has some extra things that are making this one special. Um, so I, I do like this. It kind of reminded me, um, and I'm not sure if you can uh, jive with me here. If you go back to 2009, um, it, it kind of reminded me of like Baidu, uh, if you if you go back to 2009, it, it go to the weekly chart too. Yeah. Um, 
you know, 2009. Yeah, if you, if you just do 2009 and you go to the weekly chart, um, you can see how Baidu there, you had this really strong move in 2007, right up to that previous peak. And then you took a little bit of a break. So I feel like Coinbase taking this break was important. And also, let's just go ahead and bring up booking too, BKNG. It was called Priceline back then. Um, but it also, right there in 2006, you can see where it had that strong move up, but then it had that last pause. Uh, so I think what Coinbase is doing here, it just kind of reminded me of these two stocks. And I like what it did. Um, so as much as it's a little bit tough getting something that's up 16, 17 percent a day and going with it. Um, I like I like the precedent that I'm seeing and uh, looks interesting. Very interesting there, Justin. And get ready for me to leave you momentarily, but just keep talking. Let's go to our next stock and you may lose the chart here, but here's DFH Dreamfinders Home. This comes after the breakout from Toll Brothers last week. Now seeing another breakout in the Home Builder Group. Yeah. And so one thing that you have to be keeping in mind with DreamFinders is this one is a little bit less liquid. You know, it, it only trades about 381,000 shares on average. It's a $37, $38 stock. So it's below our normal threshold of 20 million average dollar volume. You get that by just multiplying the price by the average daily volume to get that average dollar volume. So it is a little bit lower on the liquidity side, but I really like the structure here. You can see how this base formed right on top of that previous base. So that's a plus. And it's also not alone here. We've got other members of the group. Um, if you look at ITB or XHB, both of those are looking interesting. Um, so I think, I think it's it's great that you're having other members that are participating. Toll Brothers was probably one of the first ones to kind of break out in this area. Um, that one's looking strong. But, you know, DreamFinders, I, I, I could say arguably, uh, you could look at that 3448 area uh, that is, you know, I've kind of drew a line there um, straight across. Um, and, and I know you're you're getting there. I I, I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it up. Your mind is um, painting it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right there at, at around thirty four forty eight, a little bit lower. Yeah, you 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 kind of had a break from this downtrend. Uh, so either you did a downtrend or straight across um, for for a potential early entry. And let's notice also some volume coming into this. Um, so I think that's a that's a plus. But let's just go ahead and look at Toll Brothers real quick. T O L. That's another one to just be observing because uh, I think this one is is also looking strong. And I do have a position in this, but it did have earnings uh, last week that acted as a catalyst driving this one forward. Um, for DFH, you do have earnings coming up on this one. So be aware of when that earnings comes up because another member of the group, DHI, when it had its earnings, DR Horton really took a tumble. So that's one that you just have to be aware of that earnings aren't quite done yet. They're, they're ramping down, but they aren't quite done yet. So be aware of those earnings still when they're coming up. Okay, we're just gonna keep it on the chart here for a second. Uh, looks like we lost uh, the, yeah, I, I the audio to... for Allie. Oh, and she's back. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm just gonna toss it over to you and then we'll, we'll take me out of the scene, Lily. So it, all the Magnificent Seven stocks aren't magnificent anymore. Here's a look at Google down 4.4% today. Yeah, so I mean, look, the AI is such a big deal and you're gonna have your winners and losers. And so while Google uh, is, is looking to really be a dominant player in AI right now, there are some questions as to, as to their competitive edge here. So 
the 50 day moving average line is one of the lines in the sand that I really look at and say, okay, if you can't hold the 50 day moving average line, um, especially in a market this strong, there might be a problem. I mean, and just look at what's happened to Alphabet's relative strength line. It's really kind of coming down. Um, it, th this one just hasn't been participating. So I think we've got a lot of issues that we've got to be aware of. Um, the Magnificent Seven, you know, this is Alphabet's been a big member of this and it just isn't looking as magnificent anymore. So be aware when you're looking at some of these stocks, you know, the relative strength is going to tell you a lot about who those winners are. Okay. And Apple, that's another one. We'll just throw this one in here too. Yeah. I wanted to just, again, because it's not Google alone that's uh, suffering here in terms of the Magnificent Seven. Alphabet really seems like it's having a problem kind of getting getting its mojo back. Here again, you see a relative strength line that is been in a big downtrend here lately. So with all of this move from the, the tech area, uh, Apple just hasn't been participating. And now this one got below its 50-day 50 uh, day moving average line previously. I mean, it's been a few weeks that it's been below that 50-day moving average line. It's now kind of living below that line and it's starting to bump its head up against it. So that's always a bad sign. And uh, we were talking with David Ryan, who's going to be on IBD Live tomorrow. And, uh, you know, he was saying this might actually be something that looks like you could short it. Uh, so it's, it's very interesting that with such a tech heavy move in so many places that you could have these two big behemoths uh, struggling so much. All right. Well, we'll have to see what happens. But uh, for those who are picking the right stocks, it does seem like there's plenty of ones that are working. So looking at these signals on the charts and relative strength, that can definitely go a long way. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it for today, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. And as Justin mentioned, we'll be back in the morning on IBD Live. And we will see you then, investors.com slash Live for all the details on that. Thanks again for watching, and we'll be back here tomorrow. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.